Welcome to Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a pint. Tonight's episode is brought to you by our official sponsor, Craft Beer Cellar. Craft Beer Cellar is a family of retail craft beer stores focused on amazing beer, hospitality, and education with 25 locations in 11 states across the country. Visit craftbeercellar.com for a location near you. Keep listening all this month for an opportunity to win free beer from Craft Beer Cellar. Absolutely. And how can you win that beer? You can join our conversation on Twitter by following us at PubTheology and using hashtag PTLive in your comments. Or on Facebook, you can jump in at facebook.com slash pubtheology. Comment anytime while you're listening to the show or when you're listening to the podcast later for your chance to win free beer at the end of the month. Watch live Tuesdays, 9 p.m. at pubtheology.com, or you can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. (laughs) Brian, you can't talk and read at the same time, can you? (laughs) Well, I I can't talk. And invite people to calls at the same time. We are uh, flying by the seat of our pants tonight. One As usual. Friends. One second. All right, Ogan looks better now. Oh, wait. Do it sound better? No. I was hopeful for a second there. <laughs> You're looking good, I, I will say that. Well, that was a good under any circumstance. Um, it, it, it'll oh, be serviceable. All right, so. All right, so. You were right in the middle of the intro. I'll continue as I was. We are? Oh, okay. I'm catching up. (laughs) Tonight, we discuss Morgan Freeman's assertion that God can be real and an invention. He says life is more about what you believe than almost anything else. That's why God still exists. We'll also discuss Bono's assertion that there's a lot of dishonesty in Christian music and art. Uh, Do we agree with that? And if so, why? And also, do you think of God as feminine? Why or why not? And what are the implications to a feminine side of the divine? Well, I am uh, Brian Burkoff. I am calling in from Michigan, uh, enjoying some craft beer here, and joined by Tina Simmons and Ogan Holder. Welcome, friends. Hello. Howdy. What are we drinking tonight? Oh, I'm not drinking anything because I didn't get my beer yet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's one of those things. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I'm what still you talk? I'm still working on my uh, Citradelic six-pack that I have. So Nice, 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 nice. Excellent. And I've got a uh, Belgian white ale, uh, Kinru Blue. I haven't tried this one before. But Let I'm me see the label, Brian. Ready for when a beer. Just, just a second. Pouring that thing up. I know. Maybe we should have started that before we had all the tough and technical difficulty. We could have made. Yeah, I should be on my second beer or third by now. Can you see it? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Kinru, cool stuff. Nothing fancy. Uh, It is brewed in Belgium though, so that's got to be worth something. (laughs) Did we get Ogan back yet? I'm here. And what are you drinking? Uh, drinking Standby favorites: the Curious Traveler Lemon Shandy. Oh, he's bringing out the shandy. Nice. I mean, it was the first didn't need to wear a jacket all day day here. So I thought it was good for shandy. Of course, now it's a little frozen because they had it in the freezer to get that extra chill. And with all the hiccups and stuff we were having, now the thing's frozen. You got extra chill, and now you got a lemon shandy slush. 
got, yeah. a, I got a lemon slush. That doesn't sound too bad, actually. That sounds pretty good. A lemon ice. Oh, a little bit. Thing. Maybe. Alrighty. It's like a lemon ice with a little vodka in it. There you go. So what did I miss? What did I miss? It sounds good. So, nothing. Uh, nothing at all. <laughs> we're just we're trying to drink our beer as fast as possible to chill out. <laughs> our first question is: Would you rather be on a boat or on the beach? Boat, hands down, no question. Oh. Beach. Yep. Oh, you don't like the water, do you? Um, no, I like the water. I, I like you can't drown on the beach, really. I mean, no, you can't get shipwrecked on 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 the beach. Boats go down. You can't get shipwrecked on the beach. Boom. Things happen. What a fear-based yeah. response. Beaches are beaches are cool. Beaches are, you know, more happen on a. I like I just like beaches. Yeah. I I like the mobility of being on the water. I I like the freedom of it. It's just it's I love boats. Any kind of boat, put me on it. Yeah, so what, what's your uh, favorite kind of boating outing? Is it where, um, I, I'm guessing, I could be wrong, it's not a charter fishing outing, more of a we're cruising the lake, having some beverages, maybe somebody's water skiing once in a while, getting some sun? You know, I like them both. Um, it's funny that you say that, though, because I used to um, organize the uh, charter fishing boat for my work. I love fishing. I love fishing, and um, yeah, I love it. I love going on charter fishing trips out in the ocean. I like being out in the ocean where you cannot see land anywhere around you. Just me. Okay. What okay. about you, Brian? Yeah, I'm kind of leaning with Ogan on this one. Uh, I'm kind of a beach person. Uh, like That's like a zen place for me, just to be on the sand, chilling out, uh, Getting some sun, making sandcastles with the kids, playing frisbee or beach volleyball. I love it. That said, uh, going out on the boat is always fun. I don't mind, uh, you know, hanging out on the boat. I'm not much of a water skier, but I don't mind if, you know, other people are water skiing. I just, uh, you know, as long as we're getting some sunshine, doing a little swimming. I could go either way, but I would definitely lean toward the beach. Well, I have to tell you, if there's a storm in the area, I'm a beach person too. I'd rather be on the beach than in the boat. <laughs> See, this is why nice. beaches are better. <laughs> no, they're safer. There's a difference. I don't always take the safe route. Wait, so, uh, since when is safer not better? Really, Ogan? Yes, right. really. That, that has got to be a, question, a future question, Since Brian. when is safer not better? Oh my gosh. I'm not saying not do anything that's remotely unsafe, but I'm just saying, you know, all things being equal. You know. I, I think uh, there, there we're missing a couple of verses uh, from Genesis where uh, Ogan says to Noah, oh, the, the boat? No, no, no thanks. I'm, I'm chilling on the beach. It's all good. <laughs> Safer. Touche. Well played. Well played. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Safer is better. I, I'm just baffled by that. Like, nothing would ever be accomplished if people played it safe. Well, there's a line between, you know, being brave and being reckless. True. No so, one said anything about reckless. 
So, yeah. So, but so your your by your own admission, your being on the boat comes with a lot of conditions, namely good weather. I could be on the beach any time. Not if there's a tsunami coming. Bad weather can still hit the there's beach. A, if there's a tsunami coming, we're both screwed. Boat or beach. Exactly. If there's a hurricane coming, we're both screwed. Same thing. But I'm better off at the beach. You can land. Whatever. I'll take my chances. I can dock in any beach if I'm on a boat, but you're stuck on the one you're on. I think... Boom. Well, <laughs> I'm changing the question. Oh. All right, Brian, move us on. <laughs> move us on. All right, we are up to uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, he's in the news. I don't know if either of you have tuned into his new uh, television series uh, on God that's on National Geographic Channel. But he was interviewed recently and he said that he believes God can be real and an invention. And then we have a few quotes, but before we get to the specific quotes, I want to discuss this idea that God can be real and an, an invention. What do you think about that? I heartily agree. Because I think God is real, but I think uh, humankind, mankind has continually invented um, what God is, what how to interact with God, how God interacts with us. I think we've we're we're made up in as much as we are discovering it and giving new names to it. This is why you know God of the Old Testament looks vastly different from the God of the New Testament, when some would say vastly different from how some of us interpret God today. So. Uh, on some level, we are uncovering and making it up as we go along. Well, I, but I, I kind of think that's about anybody. Like, um, that goes with people, too. Like, I'm a real, live human being. I'm real. But how you perceive me and see me as a person is kind of your own story. So, yeah, I get whoa. that. I think you're reinforcing the point. <laughs> I, I am. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you. I and I I, I was just oh, putting I didn't a really different analogy. That happens, that happens so rarely. I just automatically. You stop it, Ogan. It, ha it lately it's been happening at least once a show. Just saying. I even quoted you last week when you weren't here. I don't Ooh. know. Once a show over the course of sixty minutes can come as regularly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what, what do you think, Brian? Well, my thought is that he's got in mind um, the ways that we construct versions of God in our own image, um, which we cannot help but do at some level. Um, and we all, uh, people of faith, uh, will do this at one level of or another because we are not able to apprehend God in his or her uh, perfect form, or we're not able to apprehend uh, the divine perfectly. So... In lieu of that, we're going to um, modify uh, God by coming up with ideas about God that we often will then replace God with uh, subconsciously and think or assume that the God we're speaking about is not just our version of God, but the actual God who exists. And every time we do that, we're just a little bit off. Um, and so I think, you know, yes, God can be real and can be an invention. Um, Again, Brian, though, everything you just said, don't you think we kind of do that to other people, too? 
you can't completely a hundred percent know other people and what's in their head and of and their, their full story. We have to. It's called projection. Uh, we can't know everything about somebody, and we yet we have to know something about them if we have a relationship with them or have heard about them. And so we'll fill in the gaps with what we think we know, or make assumptions, and so on. And we're not always right in those things. Um, but I am intrigued by this commenter on Facebook who said. The idea that God can both uh, be real and an invention seems to violate the law on non-contradiction. So what do we think about that? Uh, is it a contradiction to say God can be real and an invention? No. I think it's, I think it's a paradox. Necessarily a contradiction. Um, and and it's another level. What if because there's so much um, at play and at work in the universe that is unexplained or, you know, our ancient human selves gave it the name God, perpetuated this idea of God as the equal to the unexplained phenomena in the universe, and therefore invented God as this explanation for, you know, what's going on in the universe that we can't see with our and perceive with our five senses. In that sense, it's still real. There's still something at play. There's still, you know, stuff happening. But we've invented a name for it, which is God. So and an identity know, around it. An identity around it. So you know, let me go back to, to to the ancient times of people who thought the weather was mystical and unexplained phenomena was a mystical thing, and they, they invented. Gods, you know, the Greeks. The Greeks had Zeus and the Pantheon. You know, the Romans had their own set of gods. Every every culture had this set of gods, and one could argue that you know they might have been some you know divine impulse in us that made us want to do that. I think it's a very chicken and egg question, but I'm willing to entertain that that, that the invention of God came first before God did. So you think God? Wanted ah. to be known on some level? No, I'm thinking. No, I'm, I'm. I'm taking this from a pure, from a pure um, idea that we in that, that mankind, humankind, invented the concept of God to simply explain what it didn't understand going on in the natural world. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Quantum level, you know, the creation level, things are just naturally occurring. And they said, we can't explain this, so let's call it God. Because there's obviously something at play here. There's something making these out things... Out of our control. Out. Exactly. There's something out of our control that, that we have no say in. That the, the universe, the world, is, is doing its thing. So it must be... Something must be making it happen. Let's call it God and let's figure out how to keep it happy so that the rains can fall in and beat him. Okay, now, but did you say that uh, those ideas of God came before God? I'm saying those ideas of God was what, from our perspective, brought God into being. That brought God into being. That's an interesting perspective. That is so right? strange. So something doesn't exist until you give it a name? Yeah, what does so that mean? Something doesn't exist un until you conceive it. 
And, and yes, but don't you think what they're tapping into, albeit imperfectly and in different ways, are tapping into something that is already there and already exists? That's the route I would go. Well, I think that's, that's the route you want to go. But, Ogin, that's like saying something doesn't exist unless I see it with my own eyes. No, no, I'm saying it doesn't exist. Until, okay, so, all right, so let's take this to a very pragmatic level. Think of a chair, okay? Before someone decided to come up with the idea of a chair and create a chair, did did, did the chair exist? No, but a chair is a little different than that. God. <laughs> Sorry. But no, but I'm. Well, it. I think. <laughs> yes, but I think maybe the chair is different. Is not that different. I think we say chairs and God because we've we've got all this history and 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 controversy and idea and stuff around. God, God is a big concept, but what if it was it was no more or less invented than any of the thing we have in our lives? So God doesn't really exist, is what you're saying? I'm saying only God only exists because we want God to exist. We, we yes. So you're saying God does not exist? Exactly. Oh, it's it's to, say. to me, that's human arrogance that I'm, we're listen, like the center I'm, of everything. I am arguing that proposition. I'm arguing that maybe that's what uh, Mr. Freeman was saying with that statement, that because we we need to invent God, we make God real. I mean, what's real is what's anything well, real. Really Right, that's like saying Harry Potter is real. Of course, he's real. He's real as a literary. Uh, character and yeah. real as a movie character, right? So he's real. But we don't think of that real the same way we think of uh, the president like, being real. Right, but why can't we say the same about God? That God is real. We can, and many people have, but that's yeah. that's a different that's but different think, than what I'm saying, which is fine. Well, I know that's what you're saying, but I'm saying that's maybe, I'm saying something you're saying. I'm saying that we, that's what uh, the statement that Morgan Freeman is making about God being real and invented is maybe the other way around. Is then we invented God, therefore God is real. I got you. I got you. I think you know, we that need, makes sense. We need to get Morgan Freeman on the show. I want to hear what he really thinks. <laughs> I think he told us what he really thought. We just we just have to interpret it. Ooh, exactly, and, uh, like the Bible all over again. I want to hear directly exactly what he thinks. <laughs> we've got a uh, we've got a nice response on Twitter from Diana Butler Bass. She says, "I've made this same argument many times. One does not exclude the other." So it's thank you like for the paradox. Uh, but that's what. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I think that was an amen from the congregation to uh, Diana. <laughs> right? I'm going to mute this so the child gets in the house. Okay. <laughs> Brian, that means you have to talk. <laughs> wow. We get, uh, we get a celebrity tweet, and uh, Logan can't, uh, can't handle it. All right. So one of the quotes from Morgan Freeman is that an interesting phenomenon of human existence is that we cannot accept that we are here without oversight. So I think most of us has this have this idea of God that um, God is always watching, right? God is in your mind. God knows your deepest thoughts, your deepest secrets. Nothing is hidden from God. Um, and he's saying we can't imagine that that actually is not the case. And I, I'm I'm guessing 
based on where Ogan was going with perhaps explaining Freeman's line of thinking that he thinks maybe we are here without oversight, but that humans can't imagine that that's so. Do you think of God that way, Tina? So we, we can't imagine existing without supervision? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yep. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think many, many Christians feel that way. I think given the way the world looks, ain't nobody supervising. <laughs> right? There is no playground monitor right now. <laughs> there is no supervision going on. Yeah, who is supervising? <laughs> God's God on a coffee break. God's, God's been on a really long coffee break. It's all falling apart. Uh, but seriously, I mean, I, do I'm interested in either whether either of you have or had that view of God, uh, because for me, certainly uh, grew up with this idea that God is always watching, and you know, you need to be on your best behavior. You know, I always felt like if I went and saw a movie that my parents wouldn't approve of, that God was also disappointed. Um, in fact, for a while, I thought Jesus was going to come back while I was in the movie. Huh. And then I would be sort of caught red-handed. Oh, you, you know, you could be out saving souls, but you're watching a movie. Oh, my gosh. I feel bad for you, Brian. And isn't that terrible? That's what some of the evangelicals... Oh, yeah, I grew up. I, I know. I know a lot of people like that. It makes me sad. No, I don't I've think that way now, but... I, I never felt that way, but see, I never, I never, e even with my upbringing, I never had a vision of God as a punisher waiting for me to make a mistake. I think God is always with me, but it's more on the, um, the like, I think God is everywhere and sees everything, but it's more on, like, a compassionate level. Like, if I do something wrong or stupid, it's like... Ooh, do you really want to be doing that? But you know, like I don't think God gets involved. You know, I never, I never had that perception that you had. I guess I had the same uh, conception that Brian did, and my existential angst was really great that day. I was like maybe twelve and watching Blue Lagoon. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I forgot I about like, that movie. I was, I was like, don't come back now, God. Don't come back now. Exactly, <laughs> not now. No, no, it's not the time. But again, again, all. Of, uh, really, answers to all these questions are predicated on one's view of God, right? So is God the, you know, the 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 deity out there watching, getting involved, or just watching and not getting involved, or whatever? Is God, you know, a, a presence that flows in and out of everything, as opposed to something apart from it, a combination of both? And again, to back to you know Morgan Freeman's statement. Or all of the really just inventions we have to try to explain what what is beyond our senses, but we can still feel maybe on some level. And I think as we, it, it, it'll be interesting because I, I find I like to say that people are a real spiritual agnostic, in that I believe as we continue to uncover the quote unquote secrets of the universe get more explanation to all these things, I think we're going to continue redefining our idea of what God means until the two become one and the same, if that makes sense. So I think there's a spectrum. I wish I could visualize it. I think there's a spectrum, which at one end is we can explain all things, and at the other end is God. And that slider is moving from the God end towards the we can explain all things and 
but while it's moving, it's encompassing the both and. Does that make right. any kind of sense? Yeah, so do no, you think... it, it, it's a classic God of the Gaps view that, uh, you know, in times past we couldn't explain thunderstorms, so the gods must be angry or we couldn't understand droughts and, you know, we need to sacrifice right. X, Y, or Z to make it rain. We don't think that way anymore. Um, and if some we do, do, as you said, that idea of God keeps getting smaller, but I think some of us want to expand it and say God is sort of the reality behind all things. And yeah. does, just because we can explain things from a scientific perspective doesn't mean there's not a divine energy um, beneath it. I agree. This, this is so from previous shows. I, I mentioned this. It's not God created, but God is the actual... Um, force embodiment of creation itself. God is creation and not the creator or the creator. Or we yeah. say God's all the above. Creator created and creation all in, all in one. But then have I have I not just basically given a the word God as a substitute for the universe at work? All that exists. Yeah. I mean it's a very pantheistic or even panentheistic view yeah. uh, that you know God is in all, God is all, uh, which I think cuts into uh, certain classic Christian ideas of God, uh, which some are not comfortable with, um, but I know that's not a barrier for you. So I have no barriers. <laughs> yeah. Except, for, except for the beach and the boat. I'm, I'm um, expansive. There you go. <laughs> um, so are you guys saying that we're moving closer, that someday human beings on this earth in our physical form, will understand God? Depends on what you mean by God. That's a good question. By, we will fully understand and grasp and be clear that about God as a fact instead of an idea. Um, again, what do you mean by God? What? Hey, okay. No, um, no, I would... This is a legitimate question. But, but that's what I'm saying, Ogan. I mean, if, if we're... If God the Creator, whatever force created us, are we someday going to understand that while still in physical form? Um, you see, we're working towards it. I'm I would just say asking no. You. But I would, I would say, I would say yes, in in as much, in as much as that's part of us as well. That's that's we we're imbued with that same sense of I believe the divine. So it's a matter of fully understanding ourselves. Well, see, and that's where we have different ideas of of who or I what think God you just is. Avoided the question. Uh, yeah, I think of course we'll continue to understand ourselves, the universe we live in. But to me, God is in some ways. Um, mystery in a way that we will never grasp uh, until, if and until an afterlife and there's more clarity on the other side. Um, but, you know, as um, some theologians, I think it was Karl Barth said, God is wholly other. He is that which um, is different from finite created beings. Well, that's you know, just one that's just his interpretation. I understand that, and I know you don't agree with that interpretation, and I, I don't buy into it entirely because I think it creates a, a dualism that I, I don't like. Right. Um, but that said, I still think even if you know, the divine mystery is simply within, that 
Well, it's it's mystery at some level and, that we're and, not going to penetrate. And to call it mystery doesn't mean that when we understand it or uncover it, that we don't still revere it and in awe of it. One would argue that Jesus demonstrated the full uncovery of that mystery and was able to do what he did. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. He, yeah, right. So you would use Jesus as an example of someone who discovered the divine or understood the divine at a very high level and exemplified that. Exactly. Uh, him saying the Father one in my my interpretation of that, um, and would is not the is not the speaking of and he he given given the context of where he was and who he existed and I'm totally reading my own interpretation into what Jesus said because I wasn't there. He may not have even said it. But that's a whole other discussion. But when he says Father and I are one, I I'm really I interpret that as him saying, yes, the fullness of who God is, so am I, and so are you, as these things you shall do in greater. So I think that's kind of what he was doing. Um, you know, and throughout history, we have these we have these individuals, these avatars from all faiths, all walks of life, who do the semen miraculous, who are in touch more with that right. invisible, we can't, the average person be not as open to understanding and perceiving. I think we're all okay. Okay. While I, I agree that you know there are people that have have um, touched that fire. The majority agreed with me. Let's let's we should keep a tally. While I, will, I agree that there have been people throughout history who have touched that higher power, I don't think any of them have claimed 100% to have the full capacity of what God is and have been able to explain it. Like to me, the more we uncover facts and the more we discover, the more questions we open up as well. And that goes for science, that goes yes. for God, that goes for everything. And maybe there, maybe there's a difference between sort of uh, intellectually understanding God in terms of full explanation versus what Ogan is talking about with some of these figures. Uh, of the past, like Jesus, for example, uh, or uh, prophets from other traditions, who ex who are in tune with or connected to uh, the divine at a very high level. To me, that's different than, you know, oh, here's a little math equation, and there that equals God. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. absolutely. That it totally does. makes I'm sense. I'm not here saying he's connected at at a high level. I'm saying Jesus embodied it. He was it. There's a difference between connecting to something and being being that thing. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> comment comment from comment from uh, listener Sarah who says, I think the more we understand scientifically, scriptural stories hold less weight, but the wonder of the universe actually expands as well, which is maybe God. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder of the universe expands. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Here we go. I kind of like that. There we go. Um, that's like that's that what so, Tina, I, I wasn't dodging the question. The answer, the the obvious answer to your question is not obvious. The, the uh, clear answer to your question is yes. I believe it will come a time when us humans evolve to that place where we fully, fully understand fully are able to embody, live the 
or divine nature, the God of who we are. Okay. Our, our so when that happens, when that happens, what is going to happen on Earth? I don't know. Ooh. I'm not I have no idea. The singularity. It's like the singularity. Is that what you just said, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We can't can't predict what will happen moving forward. But imagine what would the Earth look like, for example, if all of us were, or Jesus was, being yeah. able to quote unquote the miraculous things that he did and have that level of insight through a vastly different place. You know what baffles me? Some people think uh, that that world can't exist. And as long as they think that, it won't. As a man think of, so he is. Exactly. Which is why we are in so much chaos and conflict. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well said. Well said. And right, so, here, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and here's the thing: if you look at humankind historically over the millennia, we are getting better. I know it doesn't look that way right now, but when you look at us historically, we That's are. That's an getting, opinion. We are becoming a more evolved species. We are becoming. How do more you know? How do you know, Ogan? You weren't alive back then. Okay. Well, I can I can give some examples. Um, one example I'll throw there is how we relate to women. It wasn't. There that. have been societies in past in the past that have very much respected women, but a lot of them were killed off. But not on a global level and one can argue that yes it's not it's not on a global level now but there's no corner of this earth where there isn't that effort towards doing that um, so the the societies that revered and honored women and treated them as equals to men in the way gone past were, were much smaller much for the most part women were treated as oh and the world was much smaller then yeah but I think what he's saying is that they were the exception to the rule for uh, how society is operated. They still are. They still are. Yes, but we are improving, albeit ever so slowly. They're not the exception to the rule now. Yes, they are, Ogan. We are. The United States is not a huge part of this I'm, world. I'm talking about the United States or Europe. In, in greater, in more parts of the world, for let's let's take one example: education. In more parts of the world today, women have access to and are educated alongside have men. Access in, to and are, but they are educated. You the same 300 years ago. You say the same 500 years ago. No, they can't. Let's look at you know the right to vote. Sure, everybody doesn't have the right to vote everywhere in the world today, but the vast majority of people do. vast majority of women do all over the world today. Could you say that 100 years ago? We are getting better as a species. Yes, we are still violent, but we are not committing wholesale genocide and massacres like we did before. We are getting better as a species. The age of the Enlightenment happened. We realized that humans, for their own uh, intrinsic worth, are valuable. So... Yeah, we're getting better species. I'm sticking to it. Again, it's an opinion because there have been powerful women in history where obviously if they rose to power, women were revered in, in their societies. Yeah, it's just an, all I'm saying is it's an opinion. You know, you can. It is, and I think uh, I think we should hit that because there's actually a, a really um, interesting book um, that I'm not going to think of the name of, of course, but it's it's. 
an exhaustive study on are we becoming less violent as a human species, which I think is connected to are we evolving for the better. Um, and the, the thesis of the thesis of the book is that we are becoming more peaceful despite uh, you know some of the obvious bad things that have happened in recent history. But I think that's a fascinating question. But I want to bring us back to uh, Morgan Freeman here with a quote that says. God is in all things, a sunset, a bloom, a rose. The ultimate answer to the question of God's existence is God is. That's pretty unity right there. <laughs> yes, it is. God is. So, um, yeah, is that is that kind of what you were saying earlier, Ogan? Yep. <laughs> yeah, but isn't, but isn't, is... See, is to me is a more fundamental reality than well, we just named this thing and now it exists because we came up with a name. To me, it's it's more real than that. So, so again, if we substitute that word God for anything we want to substitute it for the the natural the natural workings of the universe, they, they just are. I lost your sound. Yeah. Oh, am I back? Am I back? Yeah, we can hear you now. Um, I was going to say, um, substitute the word God for, you know, the the natural evolving works of the universe. They're just happening. Right? So we could sub God could be a simple word to substitute for that. Yeah, but I, I mean, don't I think that's all God is. So let me ask We could substitute it. Let me ask a question. So, before before mankind showed up on the scene, before our prefrontal lobe decided to kick into high gear, and we started thinking of these existential and mystical things, would and the universe was doing what the universe does, you know, suns exploding and galaxies crashing into each other and galaxies being formed and all that. Um, was God doing that? Was that God? Was God existed? Yes. You think so? So was God controlling all that, or was that just happening? Uh, some of both. Some of both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it I, depends I, on what you believe. Go ahead, Brian. Well, I think I think uh, God was the uh, energy, power, creative force behind all of those things. How much is God micromanaging it is another question, and I'll leave that open to mystery. But I think God is certainly. Um, the impetus, uh, you know, the first cause, uh, or what have you, uh, the source of that initial burst of energy and life. Was God apart from it, or was God it? That, that well, that's where it's tricky. I, you know, here's where my mind is like, uh, you know, my yeah. my entire theological training is that God is definitely separate from it. What did you say? You must learn what you have learned. Yeah, sometimes what you already know is what keeps you from yeah. learning more, right? If you do a better Yoda than I, I'll give you that. <laughs> you know, I thought, we were just talking about that today, um, a friend of mine um, and I, that unlearning is so much harder than learning. Yeah. So here's what I think. I think, to answer my own question, I think that it wasn't that God was apart from it. I think, I think that's what God was that very you think God was that the, the very act of the universe creating itself now here's the other here's here's my caveat my caveat is 
you know, another 10, 15 years from now, I may have a whole different idea and, you know, re-listen to this podcast and go, what nonsense was I talking? Thank you <laughs> for that. That's an important caveat. Uh, I might yeah. think that tomorrow, Ogan. <laughs> yeah, I do doubt that. You might think that in the next five minutes. Uh, you should post these episodes with a big asterisk. <laughs> so so I, I, I say all these things from a place. I like to say to people, you know, I'm, I am I am absolutely confident that I could be 100% wrong about all this. <laughs> Yes, you know. I, I like that. I like that. It's a little. It's like provisionally speaking, I think X, right. but I but it's, wrong. it's what it's what kind of it's how I can mitigate. It's how I can mitigate the the mystery, the unknown, this presence with no longer the archaic anthropomorphic view of this this deity making all this oh, stuff happen. Archaic. Are you insulting half of our listeners? I am. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you're not. But, you okay, archaic. Said throw it out there. Archaic, literally from the idea of very old. It's a very old idea. Ooh, God, Nat, look at him spin that. Listen to him. He is good. Ogan, you should be a politician. Thank you. I'm tested. <laughs> I'm calling <laughs> right or wrong. Just saying. That was smooth. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Whoa, this guy turns it around. All right, so so what about this? I got one more quote here uh, from Freeman. Uh, he says, life is more about what you believe than almost anything else. That's why God still exists. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> it kind of is what you've been saying, isn't it? It's a matter of what we be, what we believe. If we if we believe if we believe that God is the deity in the sky watching over everything and someday is going to judge us for actions, we will live according to that principle. If we believe God is simply you know this presence of love and creation within us, we're going to live from that principle. If we believe God exists at all, we're just going to make our own choices. Which of those is right? Does any of them need to be right and the other two wrong? All three coexist in harmony. I don't think there's any, con there's no conclusive answers to those questions, but, but the way I approach it is, is yeah, let let each person for themselves decide which sits better with them. But ultimately, it comes to the question of how how do we live with each other? How do we treat each other? How do we, yeah. you know, without calling so, each other's beliefs archaic or old? Yeah, pitiful. <laughs> And, I, and, Keep going, Brian. <laughs> and 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 to help and to help maybe read a little bit. Um, newer isn't always better. Let's let's go with that. So wait, repeat that again. I'm sorry, you broke up. Newer is not always better. So, Certainly. So, so okay. I may have this, you know, relatively new interpretation or idea of what God is. Again, he's trying to get back his voters that he lost earlier. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think I think it's our I think it's part of our human nature to want to know conclusively. I think we can't we can't ever know this conclusively. Well, yes, I agree. That's what I was saying. There you go. Ends right now. It's conclusive. For once, it all, it all comes full circle. Until we get to where we all evolve to that place where we fully know God, and then we'll realize that we were you know, probably all wrong to begin with. Yeah, is it, yeah, is it going to take, is it, will it be episode 99 or episode 1000 where we, 
you know, discover it'll, that we were wrong all it'll along. It'll be episode 70 times 7. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's like he's going for extra credit, but no, there's know, no one around right? to hand the, the extra credit. I'm here all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy just won free beer. <laughs> Who can get it? Boom. Episode <laughs> 70 times 7. That was well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. My gosh. Would you rather be with Morgan Freeman on a boat or on the beach? Uh, wherever Morgan wants to be, I will be there. <laughs> I'm with you, man. <laughs> if people share the same space with me, I'll be there. <laughs> he could be on a boat, on a plane, in a car, on a train. I'm Dr. Seuss right now. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. So, uh, in the time that we have left, and we started late, so we can go a couple minutes long, do we want to hit on... Um, Bono talking about dishonesty in Christian music, or do we want to hit on God as feminine? Ooh, God is feminine. God is feminine. Ooh, look at this guy. All right, so question is, do you think of God as feminine? Why or why not? And if so, what do you think are uh, helpful implications of that? Thanks to, thanks to pop culture, I think of God looking like Alanis Morissette but sounding like Morgan Freeman. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, uh, I'm stuck with that visual now. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that's a little jarring, actually. <laughs> <sighs> Isn't it ironic, don't you think? <laughs> sorry. For, for any you, and your music, you and the music lyrics, man. <laughs> for any listeners who don't get that, my movie reference is Dogma, um, where Atlantis Morissette played, showed up as God, but didn't say a word. Yes, um, there you go. That was Alanis Morissette? Yes. That's well done. Oh my gosh, I have to go back and watch it again. I need to see that again. That's, that was an awesome movie. I yeah, see, yeah, I saw it in the, when the stage of my life when I was offended by half of it, and now, <laughs> I, now I love it. Oh, now you're going to find it enlightening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw it at a stage where I should have been offended by it, but I thought it was awesome. Ah, see, it, it turned you to unity right there. Nice. <laughs> kind of that, helped book me open. And Alan, and Alan Rickman was the voice of God. Alan Rickman was Yes, man. Alan Rickman, may he rest in peace. Yes. Gen- but you know, now that you, Alan Rickman. Now yeah. that you say that, it totally makes sense, because Alanis Morissette is huge on the New, new Age movement. Yes, she is. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. So, so one um, thing I came across uh, talking about God as feminine, I thought was interesting, um, and this is from sort of a neo-pagan or Wiccan tradition, where they consider um, the great mother to represent the phase in a woman's life that's full of growth, fertility, and the acquiring of knowledge. Um, but there's also sort of this idea of a trinity or a triple goddess represented as the maiden or the young woman, the mother, and then the crone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really, really ironic. interesting. A little ironic there. So it's sort of you know reminding us of the roles women play over their lifetime, but also, I mean, think of the role those women play in our own lives, whether we think of um, our own mothers or grandmothers or those kinds of figures um, the older women that we've had in our lives. Um, those are those are powerful figures in our lives, and so I think 
yeah, why, why are we not thinking of the divine in this way? I mean, there's a lot of powerful, powerful imagery there. Well, even in the Bible, there uh, we see God show up as feminine too. When you when you when you read about um, in in Judaism, the, the concept of God's wisdom shows up as feminine. So when you read uh, like yes. you know the, the top, uh, um wisdom is uh, I forget the verse, but when they talk about wisdom as what inspired you, they use the pronoun her and she to describe it. So so even in in Judaism, the you know the parent of Christianity, there is both that masculine and feminine aspects of God when we look at the more mystical side of it. Right. Well, and, and I think in in the Old Testament you have more of a patriarchal God, but like I like to think of God as excuse me, the division of uh, heart and mind, and uh, you know I think of feminine as the heart and mm-hmm. masculine as the mind, and um, I. Know, Brian, I know you're you're a Game of Thrones fan. Ogan, do you watch Game of Thrones? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so did you guys see the conversation between um, the king? I can't even. Remember. I keep wanting to call him Jeffrey, and I know he's not. Um, the king and that crazy sept guy. Yeah. Um, where yes. he, he talks about the mother, and he talks about that divine love that comes through mothers, and I really yes. that is God driven. I mean, that is completely God driven. Yes, he had powerful language about when Cersei, you know, she has her flaws, but when she is speaking to you or speaking of you, there is a purity there that is divine in its source. I thought that was uh, well done. And I think that that speaks for reality too. That's that that divine love is that we see in motherhood is is God's love for us too. So the God has to be both feminine and masculine in my King, mind. King Tommen, by the way. Thank you. There you go. No, I, I hear you. I think uh, if we don't have feminine aspects of the divine, we are uh, shortchanging our view of God or goddess or divinity. So taking that on a societal level, if we don't respect the view of women, the gifts of women, aren't we doing the same thing? We're shortchanging ourselves as a society? Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. I think society has realized that and it's ever so slowly coming around to it. That's you say society, Ogan, mm. but I think you're talking about a small, I'm not going to say small portion, you're, a, you're talking about a portion of society. Sure, he's, well, he's probably talking about Western civilization, uh, Europe, America. I disagree. There are tons so, of people in America that but, do not respect okay, the, so the feminine listen, at listen, all. So, I'm not talking at, like, the individual human level. Of course, You're not talking about Trump rallies. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm painting with a broad brush generally. I'm talking about um, what the society stands for as a whole versus what each individual lives. Because, of course, there's going to be individuals who are living backwards. Here's a great example with what's going on in North Carolina now with that whole transgender situation and the U.S. government basically saying we're going to sue the gun in Carolina because you're infringing upon the civil rights of a group of people. That would never have happened 10 years ago. That wouldn't have happened five years ago. Yeah, totally. Okay. It wouldn't have happened three years ago. Exactly. So, so again, in many ways, a lot of this, this change is coming from the top down because of a, as, as a people as a whole we've realized that we need to honor everyone as equal. Now, 
at an individual personhood level, of course there's going to be people who don't think that way. That's why we have the, the ridiculous law in North Carolina in the first place, because there are people who don't agree with that and, and coming up with these crazy laws to prevent that. But they are in the minority. They're in the minority, and these are their last gaps of trying to hold on, because when you look at the 50 states across America, how many of them have these laws enacted that say it's, it's legal to discriminate against someone who's gay or who is transgender? There aren't a lot of states with those laws on the books. They're not, and those who want to put those laws in the books are, are having opposition. Let's hop over to to Africa, where um, uh, what was was it Rwanda? Um, I forgot the country. Um, I think it's Rwanda, where you know, where they had where they had the the horrible genocides a while back, and um, and one of the uh, the the new government that's formed. One of the things they've decided is that the government has to be two-thirds women. Because one of the things he said is, if women were in charge, that genocide would have never happened. Right. You know. I like so, that. That's what Tina's saying. I might be wrong on the country. I am. I'll double-check that, or if somebody wants to fact-check that for me. Um, it, is, it is Rwanda, because I, I, I interviewed a girl one time who had gone over there to help out. There you go. Look at uh, is it Liberia with the with the uh, is that where Sir Leif Johnson is from? That that woman. I mean, so this is this is happening. Uh, of course, there are people who are pushing back against it. Of course, there are still countries, um, you know, places where um, um, uh, what do you call it? Who the who the who are the folks from Afghanistan? The 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 Pashti. Well, like so, so the tribes who don't even want women girls to go to school, um, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, the Taliban. The Taliban. Thank you. So yeah. You, yeah, you can still have these these fringe extremist groups like this who are who are pushing back, right. but again, painted with a broad stroke, the vast much more people are are trending toward and supporting the equality of all, and realizing that when everyone is educated. Both men and women, the society is better off for it. So, you know, it's okay. been a big ship heading in one direction of discrimination for a long time. And yes, it's taking time to turn that ship around, but the ship's turning. There's, okay. there's no doubt about that. I hear what you're saying. I, I guess my big thing is it feels to me like women are treated as equal as long as they act like men and my point is I want to see the gifts of women the natural gifts of women because women and men are very different and I will acknowledge that I want to see the gifts of women the gifts of women treated as equal to men yep. does that make sense yes yes that does and I think that's slowly beginning to change too because you're right there was a, there was a time when the woman had to act like a man to be accepted in the quote-unquote man's world, and uh, I think that view's beginning to change as well. Yeah, I mean, I so, think there's uh, wisdom, compassion, uh, power, uh, a number of different qualities that women bring to the table uh, that have uh, a flavor that we need. As and I'm humanity. not saying that. Yeah, and we haven't done it yet. There's still there's still ways to go. I mean, even in you know the United States, where you know we we want to acknowledge 
that we honor women and treat them as equals, but you know, so many ways it doesn't show up. Like you know, seventy cents on the dollar, women are getting paid like compared to yeah. men for the job. So, so yeah. yeah, there's still ways to go, but the ship's turning. The ship's turning. I I would agree with that. Uh, but you again. have to be on the ship to care. Again, I'm slowly. just kidding. Oh, but, <laughs> you can't be on the beach. But you're stuck on the beach, and that boat but, has left. But listen, it's because I am on the, the harbor. The ship turning. I'm on the boat. Just I'm just on the boat. I don't really realize if I'm on the boat with no land in sight, I can't tell where I'm going. But from the beach, I can see where the ship's going. That was weak. Boom. Yeah. See, Ogan's on one of those big cruise ships that has a beach on the boat, so he doesn't really realize. <laughs> So he doesn't really realize what's happening. Also, <laughs> the Earth is a round blue ship hurtling through space. So even when you're on the beach, Ogan, it's not safe. You're still on the ship. <laughs> still on the ship. That's all right. Well, I think we brought it all back around. Any, uh, any final <laughs> comments? Well, how many of these questions did we cover? I don't think we covered a lot of we, we missed We missed two of them, but that's okay. We, we missed a couple. Well, I, I, I kind of, yeah, we had too many, so I think we did fine. All right. Good, good, good enough. Stuff. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, friends. Uh, whether you watch this live or you're catching us later on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes, great to have you with us. You can find and create a pub theology in your town. Find info at pubtheology.com and please help share the word about pub theology on social media. And again, thanks to our sponsor, Craft Beer Cellar. Visit craftbeercellar.com for a location near you. And keep listening all this month for an opportunity to win free beer from Craft Beer Cellar. And we are out. <laughs>